Uh, yeah, so we're back at the Ooh. hospital. I got my note from my uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're back at the hospital. Can that be our picture of the, for this episode? <laughs> Just my note. <laughs> podcast a pretty little liars podcast where we're watching and discussing every episode of pretty little liars one at a time spoiler free my name is emily and i'm kelly and i'm Addie. emily and kelly have seen all of pretty little liars and Addie is experiencing the show for the first time this week we're discussing season one episode 11 moments later this episode was written by joseph doherty and directed by norman buckley moments later originally aired on monday january 3rd 2011 this is the one where moments after Hannah is hit by a car, the girl's word, world, the girl's word is turned upside down. The girl's world is turned upside down. Meanwhile, the mysterious messages from A continue. Last week, Addie predicted that uh, Mona's A message was not the one caught on camera. Oh, no, Mo Mona's, uh, oh. I was, we were like doubling down oh. on Mona, and, yeah. but her A message wasn't captured on camera. Yes, like, every other A message we've seen, we've actually seen, and Mona's we did not. Uh, maybe Jenna kept the sweater. Uh, she doesn't think the girl, any of the girls called the police on Toby because of bad reception, and why would they do that? Uh, a has an... A, <laughs> <laughs> a has an accomplice. A complace. A Because we capitalized all the A's uh, in accomplice. Pro <laughs> like pro bono, uh, and this episode continues moments after the car accident. Guys, I got another prediction that I won. <laughs> this episode's moments after the last episode's car crash. So, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but I definitely noticed as I was putting together this week's like dates and people is that this aired in January, where the car accident aired in August, which means that this was, like, the car accident was the cliffhanger for the mid-season finale. Bum bum. Uh, so this previously on comes after, is like a catch-up on basically oh, the whole wow, first half yeah, of the season. Oh, wow, yeah, I guess I was wondering why that was such a, like, big... Yeah, okay. so, so this kind of catches you back up after you've been gone for six months. Uh, so Toby pops out from behind Emily's seat, so I just put Toby, how long were you back there? Uh, Ian's back, Mom stole the money. Noel and Aria, Maya and Emily, Toby got arrested, Allison loves Ian, Fitz and Aria are so bad at this secret shit, Hannah got hit by a freaking car. Appropriate reaction, Spencer. Good job. It only took her... 
entire, an half, entire season, half season. But we got there. Alrighty. So then, um, it starts in the woods. Somebody's abandoning a car and running away. And yeah. it's clearly in a hoodie. Um, which means that they might have run back to Camp Mona. And then Arya spots no. In all honesty, I forgot what his face looked like. I was like, who is this character? I was like, is this an important person? And then they said Noel, and I'm like, who is Noel? I don't know who this person is. (laughs) And then finally when they were in the hospital and they were all, like, finding out about Ezra and Arya, and they brought up Noel, I was like, Noel, that's, oh! Oh, we know him! I was like, got it! Arya's dating him, I am so bad with remembering (laughs) faces. Like, if you're not in nearly every scene, I will probably forget who you are. Um, I was really upset that the girls were all driving by themselves to the hospital. Like, I I'm know, sorry, right? if one of you gets hit by a car and the other two of us see it happen, like, we're getting in a car to go to the hospital together. I know Like, I'm not, fu- yeah. you're not fucking leaving me alone after I watch one of you get hit by a car. Yeah, like, one of us could come back for the for our car. Yeah, we mm-hmm. could get a second car. Like, yeah. just when we you probably all wanna... should call an Uber or somebody. We're all too stressed to drive. You know? Uber didn't exist then, Kelly. Call a taxi. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Um, and well, mom gets Call pulled mom. over and she's freaking the fuck out because she's got all the money. But it's just Barry telling her that her daughter got hit by a car. Much I thought that I was... I didn't know he had a name and she's just like, thanks, Barry. And I was like, wow. Okay, mom needs I was to like, stop sleeping what? with cops. What a wit. <laughs> Wouldn't they actually pull you over? No, I don't think. I, don't, they, I think they'd be calling your cell phone and like. Well, I think it. I think it literally was an act of convenience. Like Barry was driving behind Hannah's mom. They were both going to a place, and he recognized Hannah's mom's car and got the call on the radio. He I said. I guess it is. A or maybe he, I know that's what I thought about. Like he or just pulled her over. her. Dun dun. <laughs> dun, 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 I think he just pulls her over as an act of convenience. So and what was his name? Barry. Barry. <laughs> Officer Barry. Uh-huh. Um. And then Mona pops up, and I was like, "Where were you, Mona? Dumping a car, perhaps?" Because she just shows up out of nowhere. As always. And then we're in the hospital, and Lucas is there. Okay. I will say it. I'll just say it now because I'll probably say it a bunch. I was like, where is Sean this entire episode? Oh, yeah. Like, well, and Noel's he... claiming that him and Sean were doing things. And then Hannah also said, oh, Sean brought me these flowers this morning. And I'm like, where? What? You know what? It's you weird. Know he hasn't maybe... been here in like two episodes. Listen, maybe Sean was pregnant and he couldn't make filming. <laughs> okay. Oh god! I, like I, the, the way that they use their their side characters, I feel it's like they only have the budget for one at a time. So it's like oh, Mona it's was like, in this episode, so Sean can't be in it. Yeah, but it was like, like that's what it feels like. It's, you yep. get one side character, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they find out that Toby couldn't have hit Hannah because he was too busy getting arrested. What a um, bad boy! Hey, some ladies like a bad boy. Not with his haircut. I know, it's so dopey. <laughs> someone did him wrong. Yeah. No, but it was also that, like, classic, like, high school, like, shag of hair that 
boys grow or whatever at that age. <laughs> like, it's such a... If you have a teeny bopper, like... It's, like, the almost... It could be kind of thing, though, and brooding, cool. and then, like... Too cool for a haircut. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, the, the maimed look. Wild man. Yeah. Um, also, I wrote the car was an A's, which makes sense, but I don't know what that means. Like, I don't remember what that note connects to the car doesn't belong to a like the car was stolen oh like the car was just that's what it was the, the car, car was, was just, just somebody's out of the parking yeah. lot that's what it was then i said omg just tell an adult holy shit the fbi is here i know and the amount of just, so mad and i'm though. like your friend got hit by a car like this is beyond let's just keep secrets yeah um then we go back to spencer's house and melissa's this pretty solid big sister uh, then I put, Ian, put your fucking shirt back on. Because <laughs> he's just walking around shirtless like, what's up? As you do. Uh, this is a private moment. I also like that Spencer called Alex when there was an emergency. That was yeah. cute. That was very sweet. Mm-hmm. They're a good couple. Uh, also, Melissa and Ian are hooking up, obviously. Spencer's. And Spencer's jealous, she but she was like night. encouraging them to get together. Yeah. So I don't understand. I don't. Spencer's like attitude about other women and boys in this episode is trashy. I keep getting I, mad at her. I'm like, like, you have no room to judge. Like, why are you? What are you doing? I'm like, you homewrecker. Literal, your yeah. own homewrecker. Yeah. And yeah. then they going after like with Arya and such. I'm like, how many older dudes have you been pursuing and kissing? Why is it so like? Like, I'm like, you have no room to judge, Miss High and Mighty. Yeah. Even though last week you admitted to, like, hooking up with Ian or whatever. Making out with Ian. Or, well, at like, least. I don't know. I don't know if Spencer slept with him ever. Well, then, okay, maybe not slept together, but they were, like, seeing each other for the rest of summer. Yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Hannah looks fucking gorgeous. Okay, I'm getting run over by a goddamn car. Hannah, yeah. I just wrote, Hannah is glam. <laughs> Like, you, you don't look she like that. so good for getting run Plus, over by also, a car. also, all of her, like, couture um, hospital clothing she was wearing. I was yeah. like, you don't get that. From my three hospital stays, also, you get ugly-ass things that aren't cute like hers. I think hers. it's odd. Like, I'm assuming that it's something in her leg is broken, like, in her femur, like, or her shin bone or something. Yeah. But I find it odd that they didn't stabilize her foot also. Like... Yeah. I just, like, it seems like a pretty serious injury. I find it odd that her ankle is, like, free to move around. But that's, but, like... But, again, this is pretty little life. Yeah, but so. also, but also, that's, like, a thing, like... They you needed can get one a, more guest star this episode, so they had to get rid of the medical console. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can get a full-leg cast that doesn't also include your foot. Yeah. But it just seems like with some of the injuries that she sustained, yeah. it would have been safer as a doctor just to, like, bundle her all up so that nothing... And my next note, I have zero idea what this means. So for my setting, I put Rosewood. Then for my note, I put not so sneaky as you think you are. And I have uh, no idea. Probably Ezra and Arya. Or no. Yeah, and, um, Arya and Noel, too. Being written on their car. 
like maybe that conversation. Oh, maybe yeah, you're right. It's them on the street. Oh yeah, uh, I also is added freaking out about the I see you on his car. And Arya's like playing it down. And I was like, why are you playing dumb? Like you know, this is definitely not like you had creepy messages sent to you. Why yeah. would you assume the creepy well, one like, is like? <laughs> like Fitz knows about A at this yeah. point, like. Because he also knows about B and C. He does. He does know about B and, and the birds C. and the bees. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> oh, and then we go to Emily's parents, and they still don't really know about Ben and Emily being broken up, which I think is weird. Like, Mom knows that they didn't go to homecoming together, and, like, they still really aren't sure about the breakup. Like, well, whether under, it's permanent or not. I could understand Dad being like, oh, just have him take you. Because Dad's been gone for a really long time. And he's home. Well, and it's well, just like, he, oh, just... And, like, out of I think familiarity. I think he said something to, to the effect of, like, oh, so you and Ben are really done, huh? And it was like, it's been quite a while. Like, I'd, if I was you, I'd be pretty sure that, that we were broken up. Yeah. Um, they all want Toby to be... Guilty real bad. Yeah, as soon as mm-hmm. Emily says, oh yeah, me and Ben really broke up, the mom's like, and Toby was arrested. Like, so don't Everybody feels either. safer yeah. with him arrested. Um, I think it's cute that Ashley texted all the girls to come see Hannah. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. I think, Mom, I also liked Mom and Marin has a line. I wrote it down because I loved it. She wrote, uh, when they find the maniac who did this to you, I will kill them. And after I kill them, I will sue them. <laughs> and I just thought that was the right thing to say. Yeah. She was so good this episode. Yeah. Um, let's see. So then, <coughs> this is when Hannah tells them about Noel and yeah. Ariane Fitz in the car. So now... But no, Hannah doesn't tell them about Ariane Fitz in the car. Aria comes Aria clean about Ariane Fitz. I fucking love Hannah for this because she yep. she didn't out her friend yeah, in any she situation. She has been given every single person's secret pretty much. At one point or another. And yeah. she has never like outed anyone, never pulled anyone's secrets. She's very much like, she's like just, she'll let them know like, hey, yo, Aria, I know what's going on. Hey, Emily, I know what's going on. She's but, supportive. Like, you tell people yeah. on your own terms, well, she I got like, your back. She didn't and like straight I up. love it. And, like, I like with Arya, she didn't straight up tell Arya that, you know, I know. But, like, through deductive reasoning, yeah. Arya figured out, oh, Hannah knows, but she's not going to tell them. So I can come clean on my own. Yeah. Um, Hannah would have gone along with whatever lie. Like, Arya, if, with yeah. Whatever Arya said in that moment, Hannah yeah. was going to go with. But I like that the girls are starting to tell each other the truth. Yeah. Because that's, like, that's the, the solid step one to them um, figuring this out properly and like handling this in a more mature way is at the very least like now they don't have secrets from each other yeah because the secrets from each other was also causing problems for them like because there was things that a was you know threatening to tell the friends with now a has one less thing to like hold over them it can't be like oh I'm gonna tell your friends because the friends already know um, this was the one where I, like, just about wanted to reach to the TV and, like, throttle Spencer, because she's, like, giving Arya shit about dating an older guy, and it's like, girl, 
Girl, yeah. we just talked about you making out with two of your sister's boyfriends. One of them who are, was a fiance. Who are both older than you yeah, by who both, years. Who both are probably about the same age gap as you and Fitz. So, like, yeah. calm the fuck down. Yeah. I, really, I really liked how she was trying to process it, though. Like, you could see the wheel spinning in her head, like, trying to understand how Arya and Fitz work together. And I think just watching a smart person be so stupid yeah. is so rewarding. Like, it feels cathartic almost mm -hmm. Yeah, to um, watch someone so smart be so stupid. And then Noel shows up and lies to Ari at the hospital. He does. Okay, that was where... As my grandma would say. What would she say? He's a shamey boy. <laughs> is this the same conversation... No way, I don't think so. It's later where Noel and Arya start to argue, and he's like, we should have thrown a rock. Or is that this conversation? Um, no, like, I think it's another conversation. Okay, okay. I don't remember. Yeah, because I'm one note, I was like, so Noel may not be A. I was like, but he's super jealous. I kept expecting the teddy bear he brought Hannah to have a camera. Me too, especially with yeah. how much, like, when Hannah kind of woke up and saw and, him. Like, I was like, ah. out. And, like, they kept zooming in on its face. Which is where the yeah. camera would be, duh. Unless they were smart and put it in the butt, knowing someone would well, turn it around. Well, then would see the table. And put it in it, like, near its tail. Like in its tail. So when you turn it around, you're like, oh, the eyes are where the camera is, Addie, but the butt is. I need yeah. you to be honest with me right now. Yes, ma'am. How many teddy bears have you put cameras in? None. <laughs> You seem to know a lot about it. No, there's <laughs> always that trope and like, whatever. Like, there's such a possessive parent, and they get a babysitter, and then they put a camera in it. It's yeah. always entertaining to see it blow up in the parent's face. No matter how many different shows do it, it's still rewarding. That's a pretty solid experience. Um, then we go back to Emily's house, and Mom and Dad are together. And yeah. um, Dad might have to go away again. And Mom does not want to ask. Emily about Maya because she's afraid of getting the truth. Yeah, well, I'm, she keeps saying, like, oh, um, girls won't talk to their moms the way they talk to their dads. Like, she'll be honest with you. She'll tell you things. And the dad just goes, if you need her to tell you something, you have to ask her. Yeah. Like, if mom, you ask her, she's going to tell mom you Mom exactly isn't treating is. Emily like the teenager that she is. She's treating her like a very young, naive child. Mm -hmm, where she's yeah. like, oh, you won't tell me these things. Like, oh, this is all you. Well, and, this, and you feel these ways and you're experimenting because yeah, like, you've created that. Like, there's no you're constructive. Not ask, like, I'm, it's an don't ask, don't tell kind of scenario. Like, if you don't ask me what you want to know, I'm not going to just walk in from school one day and be like, hey, mom, I started making out with girls now and I broke up with Ben. Like, if you want to know if I broke up with Ben, ask how's Ben? How's the relationship? And I'll tell you, oh, we broke up. Like, you, like Pam Mom, wouldn't have been surprised about Emily and Toby going to homecoming if she would have just asked the fucking question. But she, mm -hmm. like, she'd rather live in denial and then blame yep. Emily for keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Mona walks in waving a white La Perla. Ugh. Because, <laughs> fuck Mona. Um, she wants to be friends again. And then she says, you look sort of vague. Okay, I don't I, understand. I wrote that to her, you look vague. And then I was like, what does it mean? It's rude, clearly. 
But then the way Mona was talking about, like, yeah, we can be friends again as if all of this, them not being friends, was, like, Hannah's idea. Yeah. So Mona's were being like, oh, no, like, we can still be friends. It's a really like, it's scene if it wasn't so awful. If Mona wasn't as like, manipulative. Mona, like, doing her makeup and, and like, being such, like, so sweet to her and stuff like that. Like, like that, if Mona wasn't being so awful... It would be, would be a very, a very cute Well, scene. I mean, especially then when she talked about her getting hit by the car and coming in the parking lot, she's like, oh, I kind of feel a little guilty because had, had I, I just invited, invited you, you wouldn't have felt desperate enough to have to sneak in. Like, that's where, like, gosh, she's so awful. That's why my note is <laughs> Mona needs to GTFO. Yeah, Damn I'm in. Mona, she sucks. Are you, what? What, you, what did you read? I just saw how you spelled no. I know, right? I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. Wait, today. how did you spell was... no? Okay, well, Kelly was making I... fun of me earlier, just so everybody knows. No, I know. And Kelly was making fun say, of me was... earlier for spelling no N O L E when it's N O E L. Wait, just look how bad I spelled it because I was like, I guess this is, I've never heard this name before, so I spelled it like. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> Is it K-N-O-L-L? It's similar. K- I mean, that would have been better, probably, than this bullshit. O-W-L-E. <laughs> so many letters. Exclamation point. Get out. <laughs> so many letters. I've never heard okay. that name before. K- K-N-O-L-L is, let me look up the definition of it, but a null, like... Yes! That's a knoll is like a thing. Yes, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, hold that's, on. I, I think I'll probably look that's up. That's the type of spelling I was going for. Yeah, let me look up the actual definition. So a knoll is a, a small a knoll is a small hill or mound. Yes. So like a like a small hill is a knoll. See, it's still knoll. But it's not spelled like but that. It's K, I didn't know who the It's K N O L L. Addie just took knoll N O E L and K N O L L and mushed it all together and added a W. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kelly was making fun of me earlier because hey, I copied and pasted is something. Is a village in England, so maybe I was confusing it with that place. Yep. Sure. Sure. <laughs> because you know England very yeah. well. Yeah. You know what, guys? I yeah. forgot you were born and raised. Yeah. <laughs> in Knoll. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so then, so we're back at Arya's house, and they're debating their A theories, like, of who they think it is, and, um, they, uh, Arya, like, makes a statement that she needs to know what Noel saw, and what he plans to do with that information. Yeah. So, like, even though she assumes that Noel knows that Fitz and Arya are together. Yeah. Because... They very clearly were having a lover's quarrel when Noel walked in on them the other day. Like, yeah, and now and he's seen A them couple make episodes out. ago, and now he's seen them make out. But, like, Arya's being optimistic, like, oh, maybe he didn't see anything, so I need to know what he saw first. Which, I have to say, is, like, one of those cliche mistakes that people make in TV and movies where they're like, you saw me and Fitz making out, and they're like, no, actually I didn't, but now I didn't, now I know that it's true. Yep. So, yeah. at least Arya's going into this, assuming that maybe Noel didn't see anything, because that's, like, safe for her. 
Um, I, when Noel does like admit that he's seen things, I think it's fairly noble that he's like, oh, like I'm gonna help you fix this, because he thinks yeah. that Ezra is hurting her. Is yeah, is manipulating her or forcing. Well, that her. was like. Like, I, think, I think it's nice that he's not just like, you're a fucking whore. Exactly. Because well, that's yeah. where I was in like, a lot of these situations, that's where it ends up. Yeah, because yeah. I wrote, I was like, he sucks. I was like, don't tell about Ezra, but I wrote, uh, what did I say? Um, I was like, at least he wanted to pop off on Ezra and like immediately was like, what did he do to you? What did he say to get you there? And it's just yeah. like... It my was my a, note about that was Noel's gonna fuck shit up. Yeah, as much as like I shouldn't be rooting for Ezra and Arya, obviously the I am. Oh my god, this is so the, irritating. But I could write. A, in, I feel like I could write a novel. But online. like in reality, like looking at it from a third person perspective, it's like he had a much better reaction than I'm assuming most freaking teenage boys yeah. would. Yeah, I also think that it's. It's also, I hung around shitty teenage boys, so I don't know. Maybe some teenage boys are nicer. Yeah, I also think that it's one of those things where timing is everything. But the other thing I didn't like, I for, I know it's a little bit later when they were um, talking about Arya and Noel, and she's like, but we weren't really anything. I'm like, Arya, you were kissing him in high school, like mm-hmm. making out with him in school. And like well, in high school, in public, yeah. that's a very we're official or yeah, like, like we're a thing because it's like nowadays or not nowadays but as you're an adult it's like kissing is a lot I, like it's not a, in high school if someone like saw you kissing it's like everyone knew it was a big scandal it's like as an adult if you kiss someone it's like yeah no, whatever so then we go back to the hospital and my first note is who's in Hannah's room and then it's just Lucas so it's fine I thought like again it would have been cute had he only just gone in, I said, checked on her. Weird, but cute, but weird. And then he kissed her, and I was like, gosh. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this could be considered cute, but at the same time, it's like, it's not. I I'm like, sorry. She's, like, out cold in the hospital. I, I like that it, Lucas kissed her on the forehead, and I like yes. that it's, him. I guess I thought maybe it was less cool later when they had the conversation about it. I like that they have the conversation about it though. Like I felt I, or like I felt worse about the interaction after the conversation, yeah. especially with Lucas being like, "Well, I'm uncomfortable with all this." It's like yeah, I you made how- your feelings like known in a way that. Had Hannah not been woken up, like it would, like you made them in a very weird situation. She's in a hospital. She can't be like. Like, she's not yeah. a normal state of mind. She it's not a normal a situation. In yes. situation. And that's why, after like, the conversation, I'm upset. He's like, well, I don't like this situation. Like, he, how this is. Yeah, like, he showed I'm his out. feelings, she showed his, and he freaked out. When yeah. in reality, like, he's the one that crossed that line. Well, like, like his let thing, me put my lips on your face when you're unconscious. But like, then let me also, now that we've brought it up, I'm upset with you now because you just view me as a friend. And I think you deserve a better boyfriend. Plus, it's yeah. like, I don't care how... Not well, that, I guess like, not, not that I don't care that how he close was, like, you are. aware that she was awake, even though he was pretending that she wasn't. Because the way they have the conversation later, it's like he knew that she was aware of what was going on. Right. And, it, like, it's frustrating because it's like, okay, it's one thing 
to express your feelings to an unconscious person. This happens in TV all the time. That's like a thing. Someone's in a coma and especially, then... Like, especially if you think you have to say your goodbyes to someone. Yeah, like someone's in you a know? coma, you think they're going to die, you say that you love them or whatever. But like he expressed his feelings to an unconscious person and then when he was after visiting percent sure when he was a hundred percent sure that she was awake now he's pissed because she doesn't feel the same way but it's also granted hannah has from what the show has shown hannah has seen him bullied throughout we'll say the years and they have a connection because hannah's been bullied in a similar but they're the same person it's recent that they've had that connection of yeah. her, like, seeing the photos and the yearbook and yada yada. So it's like, he's only known her a couple of weeks. Yeah. At most. They or I guess, I guess known her. They do imply yeah. at one point that maybe they were friends in middle school for a little bit. But, like, once Allie gets a hold of Hannah, Lucas and Hannah are not friends. But it's still, like, this it's is like very, very they're, like, it's an uncomfortable and it's not his expectations he's throwing on her because of the way he approached it are unfair. It's a lot of where you do something to benefit you and only you and then you get upset when the other person's like, um, I had no say in the matter and like, you're doing this because you know you can't do it when I do have a say in the matter. Like, I have a, and so it's a very... I like Lucas, and I'm rooting for him and Hannah, yeah. but then realistic me is being an adult. I'm like, no, that's not healthy. Right. If you think someone has an un, like an unstable boyfriend, it's like, you you don't do that. You if you like someone. Friend, but you don't like, oh, I'm going to steal you from your shitty boyfriend because. I'm also going to like secretly kiss your forehead and like. Ooh, yeah. make it seem romantic, and it's like, but it's not. It's, well, and that's I'm sorry, thing, like, like, that's, because it's a, it's annoying. I feel like that's the thing, too, that makes it easier to root for Fitz and Aria, because Fitz is not like, oh, I'm gonna take you from your shitty boyfriend, Noel. It's like, we like each other. Like, there, yeah. theirs is a very mutual, It's a mutual thing, and it's, it's a mutual, like, it's consensual, and it's also, like, it's on Aria's terms. Right, and it's on Fitz's terms. Yeah. Which, like, versus, like, the timing just sucks because of where they are in yeah. life. Versus, like, Hannah and Lucas, where Hannah's very into Sean, and Lucas is just like, well, your boyfriend sucks. Yep. Um, this is also where we get the freaky scene. So we go back to school, and we talked about Nolan um, and Aria. I have a note that says solid comeback M, but I don't know what uh, they were talking about. I don't have anything about that. Okay. I don't know what M said that was a comeback, but I have solid comeback M with exclamation point. Um, then we go back to the hospital where Allie shows up. Yeah. In Hannah's I hospital. a lot room. of, I just, um... So, and then Allie mentioned that the girls know what happened. Yeah, she wrote, like, yeah, they're she not said different pieces of it if they just yeah, talk. Like, and then she wrote, like, you piece. remember more about the night than you think you do. And this is the same, this is the same thing that we've talked about before, where if the girls would just talk to each other or talk to someone else, like, Nobody everything, would figure it out. yeah, everything would fit together. It's like that episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they're in the escape room and it's, 
uh, Holt, Gina, Hitchcock, and Scully. And if they just work together and they all use the one thing they know, they can get out. <laughs> it's like that, or, but murder. Uh, if you're into psych, there's an episode where Sean and Gus and Woody and Lassiter wake up together and don't remember the night before, but they each remember enough pieces that they can figure it out. I think that's also the premise of Hangover. Basically, everybody has a piece. So basically, Allie's telling Hannah, if you relive the Hangover, the movie, with Bradley Cooper, which we talked about. Well, I've decided ago. I'm into it, and you guys are stupid and think it isn't cute. What? We like we like Brad Pitt, not Bradley Cooper. Yeah. She likes Bradley Cooper, not Brad Pitt. Life is life. You know. Um, but yeah, so Allie is telling Hannah that they are, that like the girls know what happens. They just have to know, like they have to tell the truth. They have um, to tell the truth to each other, but not to everyone. Yeah. Because you're always better off with a well-dressed lie. Mm-hmm. Um. I wrote down telling the truth to the wrong person at the wrong time. Yeah, but wrong person, wrong time, what lie? Yeah. Um, I like and that then I wrote Hannah's visions are weird. I like that Allie came back to check on Hannah. Yeah. Like, that, like, I thought you were going to die. I had to see yeah, you. Yeah, like, she's hiding away. So this supports that maybe Allie is a theory for a second, and Allie had to come out of hiding because she thinks her friend is dying. But then Allie says a... Uh, that bitch is getting on my nerves. Something like that, yeah. So it, Allie knows about A. I really a. should do something about A. That bitch is genuinely getting on my nerves. So that means Allie like knows about A, but like... But I also, a? like, I'm taking in the sense that this is Hannah's hallucination, so none of this can be true. It's exactly what Hannah needs projecting to hear. Right. And then the so other thing I noticed is Allie left lipstick on the cup. So like they like oh, they I zoom in they zoom in on like a water cup or whatever and there's like the jungle red lipstick, which plays into them knowing that like jungle red was Allie's color. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back to school and Aryan fits are really bad at being secretive. I'm wondering if your comeback had to do with Emily and Jenna. Maybe because oh, yeah. Jenna was like, it's Jenna's all like, your fault that Toby got caught. That's how they found the sweater. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bitch, and you're goes, clearly the one. She goes, I can't imagine why everyone thinks you're the sweet one. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, I just think that's okay. beautiful. So I said, Jenna is so gross and awful, and then solid comeback M. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's probably what that is, is Emily and Jenna talking about Toby getting arrested. Mm-hmm. It was not Emily's fault, we believe. Right. And, um... And then we go back to the hospital, so Ariane fits are really bad at being secretive. And Andrea then, says, I've been careful. Careful made you unhappy. Don't you remember? Or something to that effect. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lucas shows up at the hospital, and Lucas is skipping school to take care of Hannah. And Lucas and Hannah, like, Lucas wants to date Hannah. But Hannah, obviously, is dating It's not digging it. Yeah. Um, then we go... Back to Emily, and Dad found out that she's trying to see Toby at the hot er, at the prison. So she was like yeah. calling all to because of Dennis Small. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, the name. Um, and then Emily, like in her kind of fit of rage, but also not, finally admits out loud to a parent that she is gay, and I'm very proud of her because, like, we talked about like her not wanting to tell mom things 
yeah. and the idea that like she's closer to dad than she is to mom, mm-hmm. which fine. Like a kid, whether you Has like it or not, a kid chooses a parent. Mm-hmm. There is a parent that a kid will call in a time of crisis. There's a parent that a kid will call in time of depression. There's a kid, or there's a parent that a kid will call in times of whatever. Mm-hmm. And like for me, when I got a flat tire, I called my dad. Exactly. When I was pissed off at a coworker and I was really frustrated and upset, I called my mom. Exactly. Like, like different me, scenario, different parent calls. Me yep. frustrated with husband calls my mom. Because my husband, very similar to my dad, as uh, Freud has proved that you marry your father or you marry your mother, very true. I, for you. I am, for me, yes. Very similar to my mother-in-law, LJ is very similar to my dad. And it's scary, so when I'm frustrated, I call my mom. But like when I need certain help with certain things, I call my dad. And that is just how life is. You are closer with your dad, Addie, you have admitted, mm-hmm. than you are with your mom, so you're called for your dad for certain things, you're called for your mom for other things, but it's all very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Emily, like, feels more comfortable, and I think we talked about in an earlier episode, Emily almost coming out to mom in kind of a fit of rage, mm-hmm. where she almost was like, well, I don't even, I didn't even want to go to homecoming with Toby, I wanted to go with Maya, but, like, she's not going to do that because Mom's judgmental about those things. Mm -hmm. So she feels more comfortable coming out to Dad, and that's, like, a big moment, and it, like, breaks off there, and we go back to the woods where Arya and Spencer are talking about meeting Fitz, and Spencer's taking Arya to the tree that says Ian loves Allie, (laughs) and the tree is gone. I think it's 137. Get it right, girlfriend. Uncheck, but Netflix won't let me. <laughs> I said, I said, Spencer is all of us in this moment. Where and her quote is, "Boy, I tell you, part of me thinks this is really self-destructive behavior, but most of me thinks it's just really hot." And that's her, like, that's Spencer's response to Ariane Fitz. That was yep. where my like, I love Spencer processing this information bit comes in because it's so like. You can see the wheels turning in her mind of like, should I be creeped out? Should I be concerned? Do I need to call an adult? But, but like, also like, wow, good for you, girl. Yeah. Get it. Like, yes. All of us were like Fitz nice legs when he was on the bike three weeks ago, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. whatever. And now you're fucking him? Oh girl. So that was that was my like Spencer is all of us moment. And I had to write down the quote because it was so good. Um, And they go back to the park because Allie, or um, Aria didn't see the Allie Hearts Ian thing because Aria was busy making out with Fitz. So Emily and, Emily and Spencer were the only ones that saw it. But I like that Emily and, like there's someone to corroborate Mm -hmm. the story. So it's not just Spencer by herself. It's not just Emily alone. It's Emily and Spencer together saw this. And they get there, and Spencer's like, that's the tree. I know that's the tree, and it got cut down. My two notes for what happens. I go, WTF, or WTF, why is the tree gone? And then my next note, well, like, for the ending scene, I was like, LOL, at A, burning the tree. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was just, like, it was very entertaining, where I was like, 
Obviously, there's nothing else they're going to be doing with this tree other than burning it. Because he chops down a tree and pulls it out of the forest. Like, that's how determined they are to fuck with these teenage girls. All in, like, like, a day. Yeah, they care so much about these teenage girls, and it's so funny, because who cares? They're 15. Um, And then we go back to Emily's house. This was the thing, okay, this is where I had the most notes, and this is where I was the most upset. This this was why so, last week when I thought initially I brought up when M's mom had the pictures and pulled them out where I was like, I feel like she wants to bring this up in a setting where they're all there so it can be like, I'm confronting you, M, because I'm quasi-worried when in all honesty, I just want to deny all of this. Right. Or, I just want to deny all this. But I need Dad to hear it. So I'm there's not the so much. Well, yeah, there's so much. And then immediately when she was talking to Dad, like uh, she's got the wrong perspective. She's gonna ruin her life. It was yeah. So all of my notes are Pam blames Maya. Pam's not taking Emily's feelings seriously and is trying to blame other people. Uh, fix this question mark. Dad's doing an okay job of trying to defend Emily. So, like, at least Dad is trying to be, like... He's trying to be sympathetic. He doesn't get yeah. it. He doesn't but get exactly. it and he doesn't like it. But he understands, like, my it's, daughter is happy, she's healthy, and she's trying to be honest with me. Right. What else can I well, ask and like Exactly. And, like, and that's where, like, parents, I think, lose that. As a man of the military... It's the idea of, like, I've seen people blown to shit for stupider reasons. Like, at least she's happy, at least she's healthy, at least she's alive. And it's also, like, a lot of parents and lose that... The well, they, they lose that, like, this is a person you're talking to. It's not your child that you view in this specific light on a pedestal. It is another human being who's sentient. Who has feelings, experiences life. And she can just, hear all of this. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, that also sucked. But it's like, mom really doesn't understand that, like, this is another person that has feelings independent of how mom feels. Well, and, like, the thing that I was pissed about is Pam gets mad at dad for defending Emily. So she's, like, she's, like, pissed that he's, like, on her side. And that's not fair. Like, it's not that he's on Emily's side or on mom's side. He's trying to look at Emily as her own person. And Pam is pissed because he's not outraged. Oh, yeah. Well, no, like, I have experience in that similar, like, my mom has a lot of the time been like, oh, your dad always chooses your side or these types of things. And it's unless dad agrees with mom 100% on everything Dad is against mom. Well, and it's like, not, and it's yeah. a very, like, you're choosing someone else over me. Like, it's one of the, it's, if dad could sympathize with me in an argument about something, but overall dad thought I was wrong and agreed with mom, mom still viewed it as, you're not taking my side and you're not supporting me. Like, right. you are doing things wrong. And that is similar. So well, once the mom thing. brought that up in this specific scene, I was like, ah. One of the things in our premarital counseling that our pastor brought up that I, like, try to keep in mind, um, especially now that Elbae and I are thinking about, like, oh, maybe kids are our future, is that, like, at the end of the day, mom and dad are a team. 
Yes. And I think sometimes people take that too seriously. Like, I, I very much respect my parents because my parents disagreed on a lot of things, but at the end of the day, they were a team, and I always saw them as a team. So, like, even if something happened and my dad thought, oh, maybe Emily is talking about this more rationally than my wife, he wasn't ever, like, choosing my side over hers. They were still a team, and, like, when it came to a punishment, like, if I did something wrong and it came to a punishment, mom and dad always chose to punish the same. But, like, in an argument, dad might be like, oh, like, I understand where daughter is coming from, and, like, I get why you're upset, but, like, here's her point of view. Let me explain it to you in a different way. Like, the nice thing about my parents was they, nev they never separated as a team when it came to the important stuff, but, like, they were able to see things from a different point of view and share that information in, like, a way that made sense. So, like, I try to do that with my husband where it's like, look, I'm not disagreeing with you, but, like, let me explain it to you in a way that maybe you will understand. Yeah. And I think that's just that all sounds, anything is that in life. That sounds so... Like, my mom and my dad get in fights all the time, but, like, I have to say, I always respected them as a team. Like, it was never go ask your mom or go ask your dad, which I found as a child and now as an adult, I found very nice. Was, like, if my dad would have said go ask your mom, my mom's answer would have been the same as my dad's. And I think, like, and this has this is not like to be disrespectful or anything, but I think that's where a lot of kids have a harder time is even though mom and dad were on the same team, they weren't always on the same team. Yeah. So I think my parents did that really well. Um, and it was, and it like, I definitely feel privileged in the home that I grew up in because my parents did a lot of things that were very, um, like in unison and very united and very like consistent and I think that has benefited me as an adult and I know not everybody grew up in that same environment and I definitely appreciate that and like seeing Emily dealing with like sitting on the stairs listening to her parents argue about her yeah like that's not something I ever had to deal with and that's, it, that's like a moment where I can respect the privilege that I have and acknowledge the privilege that I have because not everyone has a home like that. Yeah. There's the... There's the knowing that, like, whatever... I guess I'd rather my parents argue about what to do than, like, them just both immediately agree... That I was wrong, at least in yeah. terms of like my sexuality. That makes sense. Just because if they both immediately hate me, that would have been that's really gonna hard. fuck me yeah. up. But if at least one of my parents was like at least rooting trying for me, to or or at least considering rooting for me, yeah. I think that would be. Well, and, like, it, it's very obvious in this argument why Emily confides in Dad first yeah. over Mom, even though Mom knew first. For sure. Uh, but that was where I had the most notes, is, like, 
the Emily's parents conversation because it's very interesting to see the differences in mom and dad's perspective and the way they handle kids and like their support of their child or lack of support or lack of support um then we bounce over to spencer's house and there's champagne in the fridge and spencer's confused and okay they just fucking got married this was the dumbest thing to me like i understand melissa like Yes, you break up with your fiancé because of your younger sister. You get closer with your younger sister. You get reconnected with someone you dated for two years but have been broken up with for a year while you got close with someone else. I'm not questioning love and those types of irrational things you do because of love. But so it's you're like questioning love. No, it's just that really came out of the blue because Melissa seems to be a very practical. I need everything in a box. This needs to be done neatly. She's not impulsive. Right. The one, the one and neither is Spencer. Down. But I was like, this could also make sense in she's been so freaking perfect all her life and done everything as her parents expected as everyone's told her she how she needs to do things was like and now it is her acting out but also taking her life into her own hands yeah, it's like right. a lot of the times when you have really sheltered kids throughout middle school and high school and then they go to college and have problems with alcohol that are really bad and it's like their friends are scared for them because that was the thing like you don't have those boundaries and you're always in this box and the minute you have freedom where you're like oh my god i can do whatever i want and i'm gonna make huge mistakes because yeah. you just don't know. You've never made time mistakes. Having a team as parents who can put, like, themselves aside and kid first is so important. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think dad in this situation, like, dad can understand that because dad has had experiences where it's like, life is a gift. I have mm-hmm. seen many things, and mom is a bit more... And it, Le- it we need feels we like need to have this perspective. His perspective. Oh no, not at all. Because mom, mom is expecting dad to agree with her mm-hmm. immediately, especially when he brings up. Because when she showed the pictures, she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And she's like, "Oh, what did you expect me to do it like right when we came home?" And I'm like, "You were ready to do it right when you came home, and Emily was in the room. That's yeah. why, especially like." Last week, I feel better. I know we disagreed on what we thought that scene meant, but with her pulling those photos out in this conversation, I feel a lot more secure that she was going to go in there and try and force Emily to confront this in front of Dad, but also Mom was going to try and make it seem like I'm doing this because I care, not because I'm judging you so much because I think you're screwing up and you're wrong. Right. And I need Dad to agree with me. We've seen that Mom, everything that Mom does is based on judgment. Oh, yeah. But it's also like... I'm right and wrong. Had Mom done this in front of Emily with Dad there, Dad would have been in an even harder position because at least when he was alone with Em, you know, he didn't... He was still, he was processing it and trying to figure it out versus had mom been there, he would have had to have said something. Well, that's the thing. To not make mom angry, but also not dismiss M. When M says, I am gay, dad doesn't say anything. Yeah. And, like, he takes a minute to think about what he's going to say next versus if mom was in the room when that happened, like... 
she would have been well yeah she would have like lost her mind mom would have lost her mind and she would have immediately wanted dad to agree with her right and say the right thing that mom wanted or if mom said something ridiculous and awful she would have expected dad to agree with her and back it up well it goes the same thing to the hastings family where spencer and melissa aren't allowed to screw up in any way and melissa's kind of screwing up because she eloped but like they're also like such they're very emotional like they're very removed parents where they're like we have to have perfect they're emotionally removed yeah but they put a lot of do the right thing be the best at everything you do so these girls have a lot of pressure on the other thing that melissa says that i put in quotes is it's like last year never happened so melissa's completely ignoring the breakup with Ian. She's completely ignoring Ren, the relationship with Ren, which also means that her and Ren were engaged in less than a year. Which is Which fast. is crazy. And like, I know people do that and are happy and thrive that way, but like, it's hard to know a person that quickly. And unless you're committed to the relationship, it's hard to continue to learn a person that, like, over time. Like, there's things that my husband is still pointing out that he didn't know about me when we got married. And we got married after three years of being engaged and a year of dating. Oh, I'm sure there are things that, for the rest of my lifetime, Corey will be finding out. Like, we're still... We're still... We're in September. It'll be seven years in total together, and it's like we're seven years. Like the other day, yesterday, we were just hanging. I what did we do? We went to the movies yesterday, and it's like we're still learning things about each other. Stories that we don't know from each other. Like like, there are stories I've heard a hundred times, just like there are stories he's heard a hundred times from me. But then there are new things you learn, and you're like. I've never this, told you this. This changes. How like, do you it, not know this like, it's, about yeah, me? It's very interesting. And it's also like, it's fun because you know someone so well. And then it's like, wait a minute. How did you not? And it's it's like that moment of reconnecting and like being back in the beginning. That honeymoon phase where you didn't know anything about each other. And everything was incredible no matter what it was. But that's like, I feel like that's where Melissa and Ian are at. They knew each other for two years. But they're still willing to commit to each other, learning new things about each other every day. And I think, I think with the way that the divorce rate is nowadays, I think that's where people go wrong, is they don't, like, oh, we're so in love, let's be in a relationship, and they don't realize a relationship is work. And you don't have to be married to be committed to each other. You can be committed to each other and not married. Like, or married and not committed. Exactly. That's but it's what we like, call a cheating hoe. Well, it's like a lot of the time, though, the way marriage has been taught and spoken about is that marriage is this reward after you find someone. There's right. no work involved. And, and once you get into the nitty-gritty, like, mm, I know someone who's married or I'm an adult now and I get relationships, It's if you don't ever experience that, like, it's very, it's hard. Because you the, don't understand that, like, everything's not perfect and little disagreements or you voicing your concern about something is okay but not wrong that was the best and most interesting thing about our premarital counseling 
was our pastor talked about like the reason divorce happens is because you continue to grow separately instead of like rejoining in the middle every once well, in a while. Well, like, also like before like, our generation, marriage was an expectation that you did. And it's like now I feel like a lot of people are embracing men and women being single or just having a partner, not getting married, not settling down, doing like well, living like, your life in an like enjoyable marriage, way and not feeling that you have to do this to fulfill everyone's expectations of you. It's like that's where I have a hard time with the the Pam dad argument and the Spencer and Melissa conversation. Is like Spencer and Melissa feel like mom and dad have to approve of everything we do, and Pam like feels like she needs to check in with dad for everything and then the second that dad doesn't agree with her it's like a devastating uproar in their lives that oh my god you know dad is a person that has thoughts of his own how dare he how dare he be his dad is subscribing to her way of marriage and her opinions and her views and that's how that's been probably how she's experienced it and I had a friend whose significant other was uh, deployed to Afghanistan at this time. Like, they didn't have a lot of communication. So mom had built up this image of dad in her head. Pam built up an image of Mr. Fields. I don't know if we get dad's first name. I think it's just dad. Because okay, I do have to so, Fitz is alone with Noel for a second, and that's weird. Then we go back to the hospital, and the girls know that M came out to mom and dad. Uh, maybe A is more than one person is where that comes up. Um, oh, ho, ho, two of them? A, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They consider yeah. that on, A and Allie's killer may be different people. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that A wrote on Hannah's cast and says, Sorry about losing my temper. My bad love, A. And then we get the A scene with the fireplace and the burning Allison's tree. And that's tree. where I wrote LOL at a burning the tree. Yeah. Or so at like, A burning the so tree. So now a we, we get the girls the like really critically thinking about A. Yeah. And they're like, okay, maybe A and Allie's killer are different people because Allie knew about A, but also maybe they're the same person. But also maybe Allie didn't really exist. Like, yeah, maybe that. Like, we don't know for sure that she was really there. Right. And so, like, we get we get a lot of different um, things. Uh, just so that everybody out there knows, it's Nancy Doe's birthday, and we're going to celebrate with champagne. Yeah, so if you hear noises, it's me trying to open a champagne bottle. Um, so, ASMR. Nancy is my roommate for this. Happy birthday, Nancy. She's, Happy birthday, Nancy. She's an angel, Nancy. and we love her. She's honestly um, the greatest person I've ever met. Literally, if life. we could get Nancy to guest on a podcast, I feel like, Nancy would keep us so on track. <laughs> and also, she'd be such a wonderful, delightful guest. She'd be a delightful guest. Because she, she would, would see would the keep good us in... so on track. She would see the good in every character, no matter Nancy, what. Nancy, will you be on our podcast someday? I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, the big... The big deal is that now all the girls know that Emily came out to mom and dad, which right. they already knew that she was gay because she came out to them, and everybody is, like, on the same page Don't now. Don't on Nancy's out here. Okay. 
I will wait. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Is boop, 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 skidoo, there was episode 11. So, <laughs> boop, skidoo, there's episode 11. So, hey. we're going to rush the ending here because Nancy came home from work and we want to celebrate her birthday really bad. Yeah, so. But, Noel sucks, that's my ending thought. Noel sucks. <laughs> Oh, uh, and also Emily's mom also sucks. Emily's mom sucks. Byron sucks. Even oh my god, I was so relieved Byron wasn't in this yeah, episode. Thank god. They had to ex- pull him out for someone um, else to be in there. So Addie thinks that uh, Mona's still A. And oh, yeah. Um, sorry for the rushed ending. But I don't. Re- yeah. Uh, Next episode is season one, episode twelve. Salt meets wound. What do you think about Salt Meets Wound? I feel like things are going to come to a headway about Toby being arrested and... uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, I I guess I didn't have more coming up because it's one of those, like, a lot of plot is going on and a lot of questions are being answered and mysteries are coming up. This is a point also where, again, I'm going to reference the fact that it was the season premiere for like mid season premiere, mid-season. so it was like mid season finale, mid season premiere. So we're so getting like, back into it, and that's also nice because so. not a lot of TV shows actually have a mid uh, mid season premiere like that, where they'll have a lot of oh shit, crazy stuff, cliffhangers, oh, and then they'll crazy only stuff. Well, yeah. like Grey's Anatomy has done that, where the cliffhanger of the mid season finale is like crazy, it's and then crazy. they come back and it's funny. like. Should no, I watch it? No. Okay, Grey's Anatomy listen, is a the drama. First, the first, is it more like well, SVU well, like, than No, no, no. Oh, okay, Kelly, hold on. The first, like, I'd say maybe one to s- seasons one through six are more like kind of light and bubbly and fun. And then Have it's like scrubs? seven to ten gets kind of like a bit more dark. And then 11 to 16 is this whole new transformation because a lot of the main characters are gone. Okay, you know me. Would I enjoy this? You liked Buffy, right? I think if you she know what, you Buffy what? before season seven, though. You know what? I think I can't get her to watch Kelly, season I seven think of Buffy. I forgot and I'm so Buffy mad. Kelly, I think if you started Grey's and you watched the first couple, you'd enjoy it because it's a lot more bubbly and very traditional TV at that time, where a lot of things are more romance-based and quirky and more positive. And then in the mid era of Grey's Anatomy got very depressing and medical dark and the characters were having sad storylines and now it's in this new different But I do have to say, Pretty Little Liars solidly has a mid-season finale every season and a season, mid-season premiere. Nancy, 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 okay wait, wait, we're gonna end this episode, it's Nancy's birthday, we're popping the champagne, I was not ready for that, okay, end of, end of episode, we love you, we'll see you next week, thank you. That's all the secrets we can share today. For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at APLL Podcast. Or you can send us an email at aprettylittleliarspodcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And a thank you to Ann Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until Until next time, bitches. bitches!